Welcome to the Whistle Way Podcast. My name is Kyle Whistle, your host with EXP Realty in San Diego. And my name is Brian Kochi, Director of Marketing, the Director of Marketing, not Kyle anymore, uh, at Whistle Realty Group. Yeah, Brian fired me from my role. <laughs> it happens. All good. It's all good. <laughs> all good. Yeah. Did you know you can get fired as the owner of a company? Yeah, it happens. Um, cool. Well, the goal of the show, guys, is to give you the tools, techniques, and tactics to go out there and crush it in your business. The way that we like to do that is to answer the questions that you have for us. So if you have a question, believe it or not, we don't get a lot of questions. We get thousands of people who listen to the show, but we don't get too many questions. Um, so if you have a question and you want to have it answered and have Brian and I spend 30 minutes answering your question, just submit it to thewhistleway.com. While on there, you can also subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel, join our Facebook private group, our referral network, and our email newsletter, where we share a lot of tips and tricks. And you can get dialed in with our Media Mayor Mastermind content creation course. We'll teach you everything we've learned about shooting videos over the last eight years and put in a nice little package and shortcut that learning curve so you can start utilizing video in your business and with your team, which I think we don't talk about enough because... We use video in a million different ways, not just for lead generation and branding, but also integrating it with our team. For uh, recruiting and retention. Recruiting, retention, training, yeah. right? onboarding, offboarding, all that fun stuff. So um, yeah, definitely check that out, thewhistleway.com. If you enjoyed the episode today, if you're watching on YouTube, give us a little thumbs up. Uh, YouTube really appreciates that in the algorithm. Uh, if you have got some questions, you can throw them in the comment section. Brian and I personally respond to those. And if you want more of our content, hit the subscribe button and the little notification bell. And if you are listening on a podcast platform, when you get to the end of this thing, if you could hook us up with a review, uh, podcast reviews are really hard to get. And so if you could hook us up with one, it means the world to us. Imagine that. Yeah. Just, it's just like getting a review from your client. It's difficult. Yeah, not near. It's hard to get a damn podcast. I know. How do you have thousands of people listen to something? You have like 20 reviews. It's Yeah, it's cool. I don't know. As you say, cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 And then you like wave your arms around you like a French seen, fry guy. But you don't watch Community, so no. you don't get it. That's, it's a, if, if you watch Community and you get the cool, 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 just let me know in the comments. We're, we're the same. Let's, like Kyle and I. Let's go, go, go. What's our topic? <laughs> Today we're talking about, uh, we're going a little bit in a different direction that we've talked about in the past. Um, this is kind of like an alphabet uh, po- podcast. We're talking about utilizing VAs as ISAs, so virtual assistants as inside sales agents. Yeah. I mean, we have, first talk about the VAs we have in our company currently. I think giving them, giving the, that sounds stupid, giving you guys um, kind of context of where we're at now um, will help give context to the rest of this conversation. Yeah, and just this question came from our Fast Forward Mastermind, um, which is something we do every Monday. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably see me post about it. Um, this was a question that came up in that group, and I had a feeling I knew what a lot of the feedback was going to be on it, and the feedback definitely was exactly what I expected. And in that group, um, people submit questions the same way, and then rather than just me answering it, you have tons of amazing people answering it. So you had... Colton Whitney is going to be $200 plus million this year in Orange County. And Ed Kaminsky is like a $400 million guy in, in Los Angeles County. And Jen Wainer is a $100 plus million girl in Arizona. Like you just had all these amazing people sharing their experiences. Deb Bly is a you know, $100 plus million in Houston, Texas, which means she sells like 6,000 homes. Deb is a fucking she, rock star. I love, I love her. Deb. She's awesome. <laughs> um, just had all these amazing people sharing their experience. And so today I want to kind of take some of the takeaways from this morning's mastermind and share them on the podcast. I cool. That would be kind of fun. Just trying to change it up. And if you want more info on the fast forward um, mastermind, it's every Monday at 10 a.m. If you Pacific want time. Pacific uh, 
daylight savings time. It's not PST right now. It's PDT. Okay. Um, so if you want um, to check out what that mastermind is all about for a week, we can give you kind of like a, a one-week sneak peek behind the scenes access. Um, so if you do want to check that out and see what it's all about, you've probably seen us post and hear people talk about it. But if you want to join us for a week and see what it's about and see if it's a fit for being a part of our group, um, just shoot me a DM on Instagram at Kyle Whistle and I'll hook you up with one-time access and, and we'll take it from there. So um, with that said, the first thing I want to do, and this is something that we made an internal change on our team. We are huge fans of utilizing what are traditionally called virtual assistants. Um, I know we have 10, 20, somewhere in that range. I think, yeah, between 12 and 15, I think. Yeah, we got a lot. Um, and so we're huge fans. And what we did is shifted the name instead of uh, referring to them, uh, our virtual assistants as, as VAs, we refer to them as our international team. Think about how just that subtle word change makes such a big difference in how much you value them, how much your team values them. Um, it's a really impactful word change. And I mean, I know from my team specifically, they're not assistants. I mean, Cedric is running the the media team. Uh, Jom is doing, he's our uh, photo and video editor. Erwin is our photo and video editor. Um, RJ is our graphic designer. These are not things that we're, we're not saying do part of this process or, or do a, a small task. These are monumental jobs in our company yeah, they're virtual, okay, but they're not assistants. They are full-fledged, genuine, actual right. I mean, the team difference members. is most people will say like, oh, I have a VA who does this, I have a VA who does that. For us, it's I have Cedric who does this, I have Jom who does this, I have Erwin who does this, right? Like, it's just, we look at it very differently because they're a huge part of our team and we just have our US team on our international team and that's just the way that we look at it. And so I encourage you to... You know, think about that, just that little change, because that's really what they are. They're part of our international team, and um, they've made a huge impact on our business. And uh, so we are huge, huge fans of utilizing an international team. So yes. with that said, the topic was specifically utilizing them in an inside sales capacity. And if you're not familiar with inside sales, this is where you will utilize uh, people on your team to effectively, their, their primary goal is to take leads and turn them into appointments. Like, it's called an inside sales associate. We could argue if that's the right term, but that's just the term that's been used in real estate for a long time. Um, but they're inside the office effectively. They're not outside. So um, the way other businesses would refer to this, they're inside sales are people who are physically in the office, don't leave the office to do any work. And then your agents would be your OSAs, your outside salespeople. They're actually outside the office, in the field, doing things. So in corporate world, that's kind of where the ISA, OSA thing comes from. Um, so just to clarify that, but in the real estate space, anytime you hear the term ISA, you're traditionally referring to somebody who is taking leads, nurturing the leads, ultimately setting up appointments for the agents. That is the traditional, um, ISA role in a real estate office. And so the question was, you know, have, who have you used or have you had success with this? It's kind of an open-ended question. And, and after all of these amazing people, again, Colton, Whitney, Orange County, Ed Kaminsky, LA, um, Deb Bly in Houston, Jen Wayner in Phoenix, like these, again, those, those four people alone, it's half, well over half a billion dollars in production, closer to a billion dollars. I would say, production. yeah, I think Ed, you said it was last year, four. last year, that much production. Um, so it was really good to hear yeah. from some high, high level people because what fast forward is all about is like, my belief is that everybody has goals and I believe everybody's going to hit those goals. Like I, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt 
But how long it's going to take somebody to hit those goals and how bumpy the road's going to be along the way, that's the difference. And so our goal with Fast Forward is to lean on the collective genius of people like, I mean, those are four. There was tons of other amazing people that contributed today. Um, but lean on the collective genius of people who've already done these things and learned from their mistakes and their, their successes. And then they can share those with everybody else so that we can help people get to their goal a whole lot faster and get there on a whole lot smoother road and smooth out a lot of the bumps that are going to come along with going after your goal. And that's what fast forward is all about is we fast forward people's ability to hit their goals that they've set for themselves. And so in listening to these different agents from around the country chime in, I mean, it was very clear that no, it doesn't work, right? At the end of the day, for every one person you can show me who's utilizing an international team member to handle your ISA work versus an in-house person, every one you show me internationally, I'll show you 100 that are doing it in-house. Because what most people have come to realize is that the power of having somebody in-house is so valuable for so many different reasons. One, if you've ever watched a movie, Boiler Room, or there's a million other, Wolf of Wall Street, any of these movies, like there's call centers for a reason. When you're calling by yourself, and a lot of people in, in different countries are working from internet cafes, or they're working in the middle of the night while their family's sleeping, like that is not an environment. Like think about making phone calls in the middle of the night while your family's sleeping in the other room and having good energy. Like how oh, that's the, the best hell? time to get hype. Like Let's how go. the hell are you getting good energy at 3 a.m. while your kid's sleeping in the room next door? Like it's just, it doesn't work, right? You need people in office. There's a certain kind of energy that comes along with being in an office around other people who are making their phone calls, right? There's a reason we run power hours, get everybody into the office, making calls together, um, you know, that we role play together. There's this, this level of community and camaraderie that you just can't create when somebody's not physically there in the office. So are there people who've had success with it? Yes, but I'll show you a hundred who have failed with it. I'll show you a hundred more that have had success going in-house. Like it's just, it's not the way to go. Other things that were mentioned by having people in-house, they can sit in on the role play, right? Like they can attend the in-person role play and they can actually see what it's like to have the listing presentation presented to them. They can see what it's like to be the buyer in a buyer consultation. Now they have a better understanding when they are setting that appointment. They know what's going to happen at the appointment. They can go shadow an agent on an appointment. They could physically be at the appointment and be a part of it and see what actually happens because how the hell can you be effective setting an appointment when you don't know what the hell happens at the appointment? And how do you know what happens at the appointment if you've never been on one before? Right, so like that's a huge part of it. Um, another huge part of it is having somebody there to coach you through the calls, like while you're making the calls, and somebody physically there. I know um, our lead ISA; she'll sit literally right next to the agent or the ISA while they're making the calls and training. She'll live coach them, like while they're on the phone. She'll hit the mute button. All right, hey, they said this. Here, here's a good idea. Do you know? Here's how to respond to that. Unmute. Right, like literally live coaching. Like, you just can't do that. You also run into things where they need to understand the area. Like we're mm -hmm. here in San Diego, half of the street names and city names in San Diego are of Spanish origin. And if you can't pronounce some of these names correctly, you are going to lose people. We have things like Rancho Penasquitos. Like the first time somebody sees that name, they are butchering it. Or you have La Jolla, La Jolla. they huh. say La Jolla. Like there's a street named, uh, or there's a city, Hakumba. Like first time you <laughs> see Hakumba, like you're gonna screw this stuff up. Cuyamaca. You can't <laughs> afford to lose these opportunities because somebody mispronounced something. It's pretty damn clear if you're talking to somebody on the phone and they mispronounce the name of 
the, one of the most affluent cities in all of San Diego. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. And then they don't know the differences between being east of the five freeway versus west of the five freeway and how impactful that could be. Literally, you could throw a stone across a freeway, but the value of a home could be three or four times as much if it's on the west side of the freeway versus the east side of the freeway. Like, you just don't know that stuff. It's really hard to know that if you didn't grow up here. And then as you start talking to people and they maybe they say they have dogs and you know like, oh, there's a really good dog park over here. Or, oh, and you know, when I used, as a kid, I used to play at Dog Beach over there. Like, you just don't know those things if you're not from the area. And so... That's, I mean, those are just a few of the reasons. There's a ton more, but those are a few that come to mind. So I know our team is, all our ISAs have become licensed. Either we hire them licensed or, or we have a program to get them licensed as they come up. They're not able to get licensed in different countries, are they? How, do, how would that work? Is that possible? I don't know. I literally don't know the answer to that. What I will tell you is you need to know based on your state um, some states, you cannot have an unlicensed person setting up appointments. In California, you can have an unlicensed person set appointments for a licensed person. There's limitations to what the conversation can include. But California has put out very clear guidelines on this is what you can do, this is what you can't do. Um, there are other states that's not allowed. So make sure you know your state, what your rules are. Because um, this may be a, a moot point for you. It might not even be possible in your state. And then you, can't also, you can also not bonus them if they're not licensed, correct? At least not in California. You can't. What well, you can bonus, but you can't bonus based on the closing. So you can't That's do a percentage of running. closing. Yeah. So our ISAs are tied to the closing, and they receive a percentage of the GCI when a deal closes. Our mindset behind that is, I want them not only to just set a bunch of appointments so they can get appointment set bonuses. I want them to set appointments that are going to close. Yeah. Because what you run into if you have ISAs that set you like five million shitty appointments, all you're doing is you're you're paying them more money than you should, and you're pissing your agents off at the same time because you're sending them on all these wild goose chases because the ISA couldn't care less if those things are ever going to close. But we want our ISAs tied to the same outcome as the agent, which is a closed transaction. So our ISAs are doing everything in their power to set up quality appointments that are ultimately going to close because that's how they're going to get paid, which they they get a, a base plus bonus. Yeah. And I mean, if they're if they're tied more to the GCI, they're going to be tied more to the higher end deals, which is our agents want to do as well. Higher end, and they'll see it through further, right? Yeah. They're going to see it through beyond the appointment. Where if they're only bonus based on the appointment count, once the appointment shows up, they couldn't care less about that lead. But our ISAs will jump back in, right? If an agent met with the lead, but then the lead starts to ghost them, our ISAs will jump back in and try to you know reel them back in because they want to get paid. I mean, big shout out to John. He just got a shout out from one of our agents today, literally saying, hey, every time I go to update my client, I see that John's already gone in there and updated him for me with the notes and explaining everything I was going to say and more. So that's a perfect example that literally showed up today. Big shout out to John McWhorter. Yeah. Um, okay, I want to play devil's advocate here for like five minutes. So the idea, okay, so let's go with the assumption that we believe is true that having an in-house inside sales team within your office is going to be more effective than using an international team. There is a cost, there's significant cost difference. But one thing that I, right, because in-house you got to pay for desks, computers, office space, salaries, bon right? There's, there's all of that. And people go, well, okay, they're, let's say they're 50% less effective. That's just, I'm making up a number. If they're 50% less effective, but they're only 20% of the cost, why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. 
So let's assume you run a, a check cashing business where there's a lot of cash coming and going in a check cashing business. When you need to get your cash to the bank, are you going to go the cheapest route and just like hit a button on Uber and just have like some random person come and pick up like your bags of cash and take it to the bank? Or are you going to have Brinks come with armored security that's going to come and pick up your bags of cash and take it to the bank? Like, what do you, how do you want to handle one of your biggest investments in your business, which is your leads? Why do you want to trust your leads with Uber versus Brinks, right? Like, you want to make sure that your, you know, the money that you're investing is being taken care of. And that's one of the analogies I've come up with. It's, it's that's a good crazy. analogy. I was yeah. hoping you'd get there. I didn't know when you started saying the, like Uber, I'm like, where the hell are you going with this? Yeah. But good, good, good. It makes sense. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Um, you are literally investing hundreds, if not thousands of dollars per lead. Mm-hmm. And then you want to be cheap and do the cheapest available option when on the conversion of those leads? Like, th- think about how stupid that sounds. Like, do you really want to trust your bags of cash with the random Uber driver? Or do you want to put them in the damn Brinks truck and know they're going to get there? Like... Just be smart about it. It's so silly where people try to save money. This is like one of the most important parts of your business is converting leads. And you want to go cheap. Like that's not the place to go cheap. You can go cheap on other things, but that's not the place to go cheap. And and I, I'm glad that you got to where I was hoping you'd go, which makes sense. I'll take but, you there, baby. <laughs> but the the cost of of your salaries, your desks, your computers, your office space, your air conditioning, all that sort of stuff is offset by the cost of the leads, which are paying tens, hundreds, or thousands of dollars per lead. Um, that's where that offset comes. Last thing, um, we've talked about this in the past, right? That's when you're paying for leads. You thought it might be an interesting idea to have someone on our international team or a new person um, to do things like circle dial or call Fizbo's or expireds. What, I know that was a thought you've had in the past. Has your opinion changed? I'm more open to that because let's just talk about like Zillow leads, for example. If you're buying Zillow leads today, you're probably, depending on the market, close to $1,000 a lead. Mm-hmm. To trust your leads that you just paid $1,000 for with somebody who's not grown up in your area, doesn't know the different locations, the customs, the culture, doesn't know any of that, I think that's crazy. But if I could put them on a dialer and spend $300 a month between a dialer and data... What's, I don't have as much risk, right? Like at that point, if they can get me one appointment every few months, like I'm I'm rolling, right? I'm good. So it's relative to protecting the investment. If my investment's $350 on a on Mojo and some data, go for it, right? Maybe that makes sense. I'm not opposed to that, but I'm not letting them take inbound leads that I paid a thousand dollars, hundred, if not, you know, hundreds, thousands, whatever. Like I'm not, that's not where I'm gonna go cheap in my business. Um, that's where I want the best people on those. And we've just found our results have increased so much more having our ISAs in-house versus outsource. We've tried outsource. And there's there's US-based companies that will do it too. These don't have to be overseas companies. You can have, there's local US companies. But now these guys are taking calls for like 500 different realtors. They don't know who the hell Whistle Realty Group is versus Kochi Group versus Conyers Group. They don't know the difference between any of these companies. Like Or our USPs. Or- yeah. And that, yeah, I mean, that's, and things are evolved so much in our business. Like our ICs sit in on our office meetings so they know what's happening within the company. Like they're part of it. It's it's so different. Yeah. Cool. I okay. mean, I, I think one last thing I want to end with is is um, basically 
knowing the strengths of your people and and putting them in positions to succeed. That was another part of it, actually, that, that got brought up. So I'm glad you went there. Damn it, I wasn't um, even on the call, but I'm. Yeah, I should good. be on the call now because you got to know this, right? Like I'm an off the charts D. If you set me up on an appointment with somebody who talks too much, it's going to be problems, right? Like I've gone places where I want to buy something, and I'm like, just write the fucking check up, like give me the the bill, and just let's be done. I, I don't care what you did last week and like shut the fuck up i don't <laughs> care just give me my damn product let me pay and go away like i don't need all this nonsense um so i'm the kind of person if you set me up with an ultra high i and i'm an ultra high d like we're not gonna get along and so the thing is our isas get to know our agents right we do integrations where they're going out to lunches together we do team nights where they all come and hang out together like they're getting to know these agents. They understand like, oh, this agent grew up in this area and this agent lives here and they get to know the agent so they can pair the agent with the client to put them in the best position possible to succeed. So we're tight on time, but we got a couple questions here. I want okay. to do kind of lightning round. Okay. Um, oh no, oh, here we go. Um, so this is this one's gonna be quick. Yeah. Do you think Zillow leads are worth the money? Uh, do you pay or have you paid for them? Yeah, I mean, we were spending $30,000 a month prior to being moved over to Zillow Flex. So if your conversion's high enough, they absolutely make sense. Because the thing is, those leads convert at a much higher rate than, let's say you're doing like, a lot of these lead companies will sell you Facebook and Instagram leads that convert at a fraction of a percent. Where if you're converting Zillow, depending on your market, you're probably in the, a better performing team is in the 6 to 10% range. If you're converting at that range, you're making serious money. And more importantly, you're giving your agents high quality leads that convert and not sending them on wild goose chases trying to convert things that convert at, you know, one out of 200. Um, okay. And then Jason, I think we covered this. I'm going to read it, but I think we've covered this. Uh, Jason Dillon also asks, I need to bring on ISAs ASAP. I'm split on my thoughts. Love the value of hiring virtually, but as my initial and my primary ISAs, I'm struggling because uh, I feel like they'd be detached from the team and culture versus in office. 100%. So I think we talked about that, right? Yeah, we hit on that for sure. Cool. Um, one thing that we wrap this that I think is really important to understand is that the ISA role, it typically is going to take like six months before you really start seeing that fruit, like that tree bear fruit. So you, it's just like farming. You got to plant the seed, you got to water it, it grows, and then finally it bears fruit. Really six months before you're really going to see a return. So you got to understand when you're making this hire, you're going to have six months of making little to no money from hiring if you're role. lucky yeah <laughs> if, yeah i mean if they if the tree ever bears fruit it doesn't die um six months before you're ever going to see anything come from that so just be conscious of that when you're making this investment just like to think of this like farming you, you don't go into farming thinking you're going to need to get a deal next week you're not going to you know get an appointment next week with an isa cool all right well if you enjoyed the show today if you are watching on youtube hit the thumbs up button and uh let them know you're enjoying the show. If you got questions, throw them in the comment section. If if you want more of the content, hit the subscribe button, little notification bell. And if you are listening on a podcast platform, when you're done with this, if you could write a quick review, that would mean the world to Brian and I. We uh, we're really trying to grow our podcast audience, and so it is greatly appreciated. Um, if you have a question you want to have us hit on a future episode of the show, you can always go to thewhistleway.com, ask us questions on there, subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channel, join our Facebook uh, referral and email newsletter. And also get dialed in with our Media Mayor Mastermind uh, video online content creation course at thewhistleway.com. And we touched on this a little bit that this was a question from our fast forward group. And so just kind of summarizing all the responses. So if you do want to um, check out that group for a week, 
there's no cost to be a part of it or anything. Um, but if you do want to check it out for a week, uh, shoot me a DM on Instagram at Kyle Whistle, and I will send you uh, one-time access to check that out. And with that said, we're going to dive into what we refer to as our Whistle Widget of the Week. This is something that saves us time, makes us more money, or just helps us have more fun in our lives. So what do you got for us, Brian? Mine is going to be, um, I know we've talked about all of these individually, but I'm going to talk about them combining them here um, and utilizing a couple tools to make sure that we can provide our agents um, something that they don't get anywhere else. And so we've obviously been on a big push to get more uh, reviews. We've done really good with that, especially recently get, been getting a lot more reviews. Um, what I want to do is empower the agents to be able to share those reviews in, in a nice looking way um, without them having to do a lot of work. So uh, we utilize Zapier. We've talked about that in the past and that's basically connecting one program to another. And I've got a couple zaps going on. That's what you call these uh, triggers. A uh, couple zaps going on that will really help us do that. So when we get a review on one of our Google My Business pages, um, you can connect it to Zapier and send it directly to monday.com. And so when it gets into monday.com, it has some information, how many stars it is, what the review is. Um, we take that information. One of our VAs, John, is doing it right now. He takes that uh, information, makes a little Canva graphic that we've already designed. So he just puts in the text, puts in the agent's headshot, um, puts in the agent name on Monday, hits done, and it automatically gets sent to that agent via Slack. So now not only have we um, do we get it on our Google page, now we send it to them directly saying with, with a good package, here's your photo of your review, and they can share it out. So really kind of providing them with some tools that doesn't take us a lot of time. Um, and this makes sure we don't miss reviews that we get on Google. Uh, I've checked. We can't do that for Zillow, which is a bummer, but at least we can do it for Google My Business, and that's really where we're pushing reviews right now as Anyway, so that's my little my little trick. Cool. Um, the one this is a really really simple one. Um, I was using this over the weekend is using Siri as a personal assistant. I think sometimes we forget how powerful this this little thing is um, in our phone. Like I was out at my um, house at the river in Arizona, and my AC was broken. It was 120 degrees. That was awful. Um, but I knew that I need to get a home warranty on that home because we got the AC fixed, but it's an older AC and it's probably going to break at some point. And I, I knew I needed to get a home warranty, but I wasn't going to do it in the middle of the trip or anything like that. And it's so powerful to just say, Hey Siri, remind me to get a home warranty on my house Monday at 9am and Siri picks up on it, puts it in my calendar at 9am this morning. I get my reminder and I'm getting my home warranty dialed in on my house. I'm surprised she didn't hear you right now. I was expecting yeah. it to pop up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that, that's just been super helpful. It's so simple. But sometimes we forget that we're, it's that easy. Like um, sometimes we are supposed to do things and we just forget about them. It's so easy. I mean, we get so much shit thrown at us every single day. Um, and if you just use that simple little tool, hey, Siri, remind me to do this at this time. And it goes in your calendar automatically. You're getting a notification, a reminder automatically. If you're on Google, um, I think you say, okay, Google, and the same sort of thing. And Google Assistant will take care of you. So just start utilizing that. It's a lot easier way to, to stop things from slipping through the cracks and you don't have to type in and add the time. Like this technology, just use it. Yep. I like it. Awesome. Well, hopefully you guys got a lot of value out of the show today. Again, I'm Kyle Whistle with eXp Realty. I'm Brian Kochi. Have an awesome day. We'll see you next week. See you guys.